0: All right. Richard Two. Good friend Richard Two. Jump tu, right in, Chad. Tu,
1: good that's, God. That's what I do. It's stampeding right towards the clip.
0: <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, Richard Two of the Two Dance, uh, the Two Irish Dance Academy.
1: Oh, yeah. Clear Lake. Yeah. World famous two days.
0: Uh Richard asks us, do you guys have any hobbies or interests outside of your music? Wow.
1: Is this a PG show? It's totally up to you. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a, yeah, uh, hobbies, man. That's a, um, I'm an avid crocheter. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know, if people know that. But um, actually, that's not true, but it's going to start right now. Um, yeah, hobbies. God, me, me, you know, before I was in a band, music, you know, listening to music and, you know, playing guitar was my hobby. And yeah. now that it's, you know, seven days a week. It it it's still a hobby, but it's it. it believe it or not, it's still as fun. You know, it's still as fun to pick up the guitar and. Uh, but I, I don't like to play. I used to it used to thrill me to be able to pick up a guitar and sound like somebody else and do somebody else's material. You know, and just oh, how, how did they do that? Yeah, and uh, especially a lot of that Irish stuff is not that I was playing that, but I mean now all that Irish stuff is in that alternate tuning, and um, you know, or playing instruments that are. You know, so, so you have to figure out different ways to, uh, you know, find the notes, you know, forget forget, you know, ways to, ways to play it and, you know, different rhythms and stuff. So that used to really ex- excite me. But now the, the uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've been really pushing the, the original material. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing to do is just come up with stuff that's really catchy in the ear, you know, and, and uh, repetitive, you know, repetitive in a good way, not in the, in the na-na-na-na you know that it, 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 repetitive in that it burns a hole in your memory and it kind of stays there and you know yeah you know that kind of stuff so that's 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 uh and and running running is my hobby as yeah. well I mean I love to I love to run run my mouth house cleaning huh house cleaning I like cleaning I absolutely <laughs> like cleaning yeah and I, I you know our uh our ever elusive drummer and fiddle player are uh, they have they have many many hobbies but just to uh, to point out too that Wes he's the uh, he's uh, the got the guy with the big beard and the, the lots of hair he is a uh, he he's a really good mechanic and a very very knowledgeable of uh motors and uh just uh, he's just one of those one of those handy people so he he loves working on old trucks he's always buying and selling something but he's his uh, thing and Mike people don't know about Mike is uh, Mike loves electronics, and uh, mm-hmm. but you know it started off with sticking forks and sockets, and uh, that's where his <laughs> hair went. But he uh, he uh, he's, Mike is really really smart. It, it's it's uh, uh, kind of sobering to talk to him sometimes when when he gets into electric gear, and and of course you know you you and you and Mike share the Star Wars and the uh, comic book, yeah, the nerdery, yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's something that, that's something that, that, and the video games too. I mean, Wes is a big video game. I hate video games. I hate video games. I hate TV. I used to love, well, not not love TV. I actually, in Ireland, we didn't have a TV growing up, but, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, uh, conscious de- decision by the parents not to, and, and I'm thrilled about it now. And it's, which makes it real easy for, for me to, at the shows, I turn the phone off. I don't want to see the phone when it's, uh, You know, when it's dinner time and stuff, I don't don't want to see the phone. That's not the way anymore. It's it's leaning more and more towards, you know, shows. You just see nothing but, you know, concerts. You see nothing but screens, of, you know. And that's how people are watching there. But, you know, steering back towards the, the, uh, thing, um, not growing up with the TV is real easy to, I'd had a TV for a while and a few years back just got rid of the cable and, uh, where there is a TV in the corner <laughs> uh, here, but there's no, uh, there's no cable hooked no up cable to it yeah. or anything. I mean, there's no, I don't watch, I don't watch any TV shows or, um, you know, the, the, I look up some comedy on YouTube, you know, and I especially like yeah. to watch the Astros and the Rockets. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, I, I like to watch the, hi- the highlights, but, uh, you know, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the extent of, of, right. of TV, I, I just I just don't like it. Music, yeah. It, it, um, people that come to my house will uh, usually be, be uh, uh, pretty unnerved when they hear the 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 level of, uh, the the level that I listen to music at. I listen to music just just disgracefully loud. People in other zip codes, uh, you know, will call and ask me to turn it down. I'm just I still as a kid, as a kid, I li- I listen to it loud, and I just I still listen to it. and and it might not be you know something real heavy or real fast it might just be uh the latest record i was listening to was uh um uh, that Corazon record by steve Earle. and i it was just yeah you know it's a, it's an old house so everything was shaking mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah i
0: i've done the same thing too with tv i i, I don't i cut cable uh about a couple of years ago finally after i went there period my early 30s where I when I first moved into the apartment I'm in now, which was a long time ago, uh, I said no TV, so I'd put the TV in the closet. I was in college at the time, it's just no distractions. So I had my computer, obviously. There's plenty of distractions with that. But then 9/11 happened, and my TV came out of the out of the closet and uh, never went back. But uh, but recently, it's it's yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of done with with the whole watching. It's 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 it's, it's kind of a dying. Medium, I think it's not really meant to be consumed the way that we're we grew up consuming it. Or television? Yeah, television. I mean, oh. where it's you know, there's a set time that a show comes on, and like, oh, I got to get at home to watch this and that, or the ten o'clock news, the five o'clock news, whatever. You just watch it when you want to watch it. Now, I mean, everything's on demand. Yes, yes. So that's that's why I do watch a lot of YouTube as well, and and uh, but when I do tune into the news, I'm, I've I've got a subscription to Sling TV, um, so I just watch, you know, it basically records stuff for you as it's oh. going along, and you can just go watch stuff whenever you want. Oh. Or sometimes I'll turn it on the live stream, but uh, usually I, I just tune it out, because I'm usually doing, <laughs> busy yeah. doing something on my yeah. computer anyway. And it's almost, it's almost like a luxury now, where I go, okay, I'm just gonna sit and watch a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I th- hardly ever do that anymore. That's the other thing, too. I used to go see every single opening. Every Wednesday and Friday here in Houston, I would go to see every opening of every movie. And I went to the movies all the time. I can't, I can't, well, there's so few movies that I like to go see. I like a high body count and I like a, you know, a lot of action. Yeah. You know, just everybody's got to die, you know, preferably in the first scene and then, you know, figure it out as we go. But I don't, I I just, there's so few movies, so few actors. uh, And I, and I, and I don't know the, I don't know the names of the people that come across the Twitter feed or the, whatever the social media, I don't know the names of the actors and the, the singers. Now I just don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I don't, I don't miss it. You know, I mean, it, it is, it is funny listening to you and Mike talk about movies and directors and soundtracks and stuff now. Cause I've got no, I, I mean, I, the last, the last movie I saw was the, the last movie in the theater, I think was a, was a Tarantino, uh,
0: Oh uh, was it Inglourious bastards?
1: no no, 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 no it, was, it was few after that it was the uh it was the last it was the the hateful eight was that oh yeah, that western yeah,
0: yeah I forgot about that movie that was that was really good
1: yeah, hateful that that but, and again, but uh, rewinding a few years uh when Pulp fiction came out, I saw that, and again <laughs> I, I, I had no idea yeah, I mean d- to me it's a few years I swear I I'm swear, i, know, I'm, I, I swear I'm twenty that's years what old I'm laughing about I'm like, Jeez. um. Uh, but uh, Pulp Fiction came out in the theater, and and I stumbled across it because again I was going to openings every Wednesday and Friday. Every you know I was working at night, so I could you know sleep all day, go catch the matinee, and uh, so and, and, and again Monday or Wednesday and Friday or whatever day it came out. There's nobody in the theater at that day, everybody's at work. So I was you know through, but uh, sorry, but Pulp Fiction came out, and I had no idea what was coming up. You know, I'd heard of this movie coming out. Say, I'll go see it, you know? So what absolutely blew my mind was a, that was my first, it's it's like seeing a Coen Brothers movie for the first time. It was my first Tarantino experience. And coming in at different scenes throughout the movie at different times, you know, uh, at different times in the story. And then having people like Travolta show up And if you told me I was going to enjoy a movie with John Travolta in it, I mean, I couldn't be, you know, so, and, and and he's still a horrible actor. I, I, that's, that's, that's not even up for debate. He's still horrible, (laughs) but it was just such a greatly, such a, such a, such such an amazingly uh, executed movie that, 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 you know, I, I think you could have had uh, Julia Roberts in there and I'm like, okay, now I'm getting, getting out of my depth. No, no, (laughs) there's nothing she could be. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's part of the
0: brilliance of that movie too. Is the way, you know, the, taking his level of skill and turning it into that. You yes, know, is 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 something that Quentin is is notorious yeah. for. I
1: mean, and the foresight. You know, we talked about movie soundtracks, and uh, Tim Stilinski had asked us you know a while back about yeah uh, movie soundtracks. Well, not only is he a brilliant director in the in his storytelling abilities, but the foresight. And the knowledge of music you have to have to put that soundtrack together. I have to believe that he has thought of these songs, uh, you know, some of these songs well before the movie has, you know, the, the pen has hit paper. But sure. before, the, before the script is even, yeah. he has these songs in mind for us. Because yeah. there's just no way, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, it was a great interview I saw with uh, Quentin Tarantino where he was asked about, uh, about that very, the subject the soundtracks and he wanted to use my Sharona for the sodomy scene in uh in Pulp Fiction <laughs> but it had already been used in a uh in a uh oh, I want to say it was a uh, oh, I could see the cover oh it was one of those bad 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 90s movies um oh anyway that name will come back to me um but uh Minona Min- uh, Ryder was in it uh Oh, reality bites? Uh, yes. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. I've so, got a story about that one. So, we'll so my, Sharoni
1: had, my Sharoni had my Sharone had uh had been used in that flick, so he couldn't use it, or he didn't want to use it in that, so he ended up going with the uh I think it was a Dick Dale song or whatever, whatever song it was, but it was still brilliantly placed for it was uh, uh Marcellus Wallace. Yeah uh that scene. And uh, uh, but again Gone way, way off. That that's, so, so that's kind of showing my 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 past hobbies was going to see movies and go to see and I just I just don't want to go see movies. I don't want, definitely don't want to watch TV. I don't want to see. Uh, I don't want to see what's what's uh, you know the the you know people are talking about binge watching the thing. I've 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 never seen you know any any of those movie, uh, TV shows, but I understand what they mean to people. and I understand how how they. You know, how enthralled, you know, and and, and immersed they become Mm -hmm. in the storylines and the characters, blah, blah. blah. But that's, it's just absolutely not for me. I, you know, I uh, much prefer to have the music just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I try to, I I, I try to be careful about the binge watching thing because it's something that's always, always a danger now. Um, Danger how? I mean, just getting sucked into a show and actually enjoying it and like. You know, it's not, wait, tune in next week. It's like, here's 13 more episodes right here. And well, I'll just watch another one. Well, I
1: okay, I'll watch another. Oh my God, it's four in the morning. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I have a confession to make. It wasn't a binge watching thing, but I did watch a TV show. Uh I did watch a TV show. It was a while back. It was called True Detective. And it was- Yeah, uh, you mentioned that on the yes, soundtracks. Yes. Show. Mm-hmm. But it was I'm just in there going, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't do- Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Matthew McConaughey and- uh Woody Harrelson,: yeah,
0: brilliant. Oh you brilliant. Know, you know the, the, why that came up again when, I was, when we were driving home from Longview, and I had a couple of podcasts queued up just to keep you know help me stay yeah. you know, stay awake. And uh, there was this really great interview with T-Bone Burnett on Mark Marin's podcast.: Yes, WTF. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, by the way. T-Bone Burnett is a, one of those legendary music industry guys. He's a producer. He's, and I, I didn't even know listening to this, I, I didn't know how far back he went. And just, you, you think of every single legendary person or moment in history, he was there <laughs> or involved in it somewhere, or he knew somebody was involved in it. I mean, he's worked with everybody from Dylan to, um, so I, I can't even I can't even get the names off my tongue, but he he worked on that series. Uh, yes, um, he was a guy who curated all the music yeah. that, you, that you were talking about for that. Uh, so he's yeah, that's a, that's a really great interview by the way. It's just absolutely fascinating guy. And uh, well, that's what I was going to say. Oh yeah, what's funny about the the binging thing? Um, many of you listening to this, I'm sure, are fans of Game of Thrones. I'm. Not, only in that I've never seen it. I know that Patrick's never seen it. And what's funny is that, this, that that season eight, the final season, just ended, I think, last night. And everybody has, not everybody, but it's like see, people seem really split on their, their feelings about it. Some people are really pissed off. <laughs> That's an example to me of why I, I try not to get too invested in, in those these long-form shows that just go on and on. Because I, I don't like, especially if I was going to get sucked into binge-watching it, now that I know that the ending is disappointing, <laughs> I'm like, that's a really good excuse for me to just back away. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not going to mess with it now. But uh, th- that, 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 that to me is always a, a slippery uh, situation too because I, I don't like getting invested in things that piss me off. <laughs> I've got better things to do with my, with my energy, uh, theoretically anyway. I oh, went about um, Reality Bites, the movie you mentioned um, in passing that had Winona Ryder in it and uh, Janine Garofalo. This came out in 93, I think, 92, 93. I think it was 93. I actually went to high school with the woman who wrote the screenplay for that movie, uh, Helen Childress, a brilliant writer, hilarious. I mean, she's funny as hell. just a great person. I haven't talked to her in so long, but we we had writing classes together in high school. And what's funny is that I found out about this. um, My friend Brendan Jones and I went to... um, House of Pies one night with a friend of his who was a entertainment writer for the Houston Chronicle. I suspect. probably early, late ninety two, early ninety three, or something. And she mentioned, and pa, and pa, Brendan was friends with Janine, so Janine Garofalo, they they'd known each other from before she got famous uh, when she was doing stand up around town. She used to live here in Houston, and uh, this reporter from the from the Chronicle mentioned that she had just interviewed uh, Helen Childress, the person who wrote this. Because we knew this movie was coming out. We knew that Jeanine was going to be in it and so forth. But, um, and I knew that Helen had written it. I think I'd writ- I've heard that somewhere at, by this point. And she mentioned to me that, so, oh, so you went to high school with Helen? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She says, have you heard of a band called Elemental Penguin? <laughs> and I went, what? That was my band. She says, oh, really? It was a, what, what, I was the lead singer. That was my band. And she told me, this, that's how I found out, that the band in that movie that Ethan Hawke is a lead singer of was Helen when she was writing the script based that off of Elemental Penguin? So, but of course, when I went to see the movie, I'm looking at the character of Ethan Hawke and going, How much of this is based on me? I think very little, actually. He was, he was, um, really angst ridden, uh, philosophy major, which I never, never made major in philosophy. And I was definitely not what do you do now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think any of my friends back then would, would characterize me as being angst ridden. I was generally a pretty pretty easygoing guy but anyway that 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 there is a lot of inside jokes and stuff in that movie that that she that helen got from you know the time our, our that our circle of friends um and our my, mostly from our senior year in high school i think which is just that was a very trippy moment but i did get the talk to helen to, uh, after the movie came out paul my my, my friend paul was trying to get a hold of her when we're living in New York, and she called back when Paul went there, and, and and Helen and I had a had a really nice long conversation about it, and I was asking her about. So is it true that the band was based on Element of She said, "Oh yes! Oh my God, you have no idea." So anyway, next time you see that movie, now you know something about it that you never knew before. There you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that until you mentioned. It. I was like, "Oh my God!" What else does to say? But give me a, going back to hobbies. I don't really, that's the, something I'm trying to work back in, into my routine. I just don't really, I need to make time for it. I don't really have a hobby. Like, Mike definitely has hobbies. You know, like you say, he, he likes to build stuff. He likes to take things apart and fix things. And he's just really drawn to that. And I, I think it's a healthy, it's a really healthy thing to have something on the side that kind of keeps your, your brain sharp, you know. And I used to, I, I wouldn't say I actually have a hobby, or I wouldn't call this a hobby, but I do have a keen interest in science. because. uh it, it's in my family. My dad was a scientist, um, my, my great aunt. Sarah was a, was a scientist. I've got a cousin who's a neurosurgeon. Um, so there's a lot of that going around uh, in, in my family. So uh, and there was actually a period in my late 20s, around the time I turned 30, a very brief period where I was in love with the idea of actually going and majoring in physics. That was actually one of the things that drew me back from New York. Uh, I was going to go to U of H and major in physics. And uh, very quickly discovered <laughs> I wasn't going to be happy. Whether, not even the question of whether or not I could do it, which probably wouldn't have been a very good scientist. But that really wasn't an issue. I just knew very quickly. I was like, no, this is not, I'm not going to be happy doing this. And uh, so then I took a hard left turn back into, <laughs> back into the direction I needed to go. I actually was studying uh, writing, uh, creative writing at, at U of H after that for several years. And you could co- probably call that a hobby. I used to. I used to be much more active in poetry and uh, going to poetry readings and things like that. I would like to get back into that again because I think it's. I think that's a good place to be for my brain. Anyway, I so, agree. So yeah. I think that has. That was a nice round trip.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> those uh, those bee lines, man. I hope people wear neck braces <laughs> when they listen to this.
0: That probably should be the title of this podcast. Uh, okay, Greg Fugate. Good old Greg. Never heard of him. <laughs> what do you guys do to wind down? We may have already touched on some of this. the questions for everyone except Wes, because we already know what he does. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about.
1: Well, I could make a couple of guesses, and and most of them would involve Brogan. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, to uh, to to so wind down. Uh, we've uh, as I know we've talked about before on the sh- uh, on, on on this show when we finish a performance at the end of the night, you're, you're usually pretty. And I speak for two and a half of us out of the four, but you're usually pretty wound up. You're usually pretty animated, pretty, pretty up. And, uh, and it's, it's, it, if you're playing in town and you get home and it's a good um, show uh, last weekend, we had a lot of fun out in Katy at Mo's where that we had played our first time in our first time at this particular club in Pasadena called time out three and it was absolutely brilliant. Just, a, just a just a wonderful little room yeah and um, you know just the people you know we, we had the drunken monkey privateers who were doing the 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 pirate festival in Houston here in July we're doing that with them they were out in force, the private the drunken monkey privateers but also there was a bunch of new people that we hadn't met before and they came out and they were a little bit I will just say just say surprised with the song selection and um and I and I, I think I made reference to this that night, uh the night we played down there in Pasadena. I said it, it's there were moments where I was kinda pinching myself wondering how we could be playing some of these ancient, ancient Irish songs out of you know, at a you know, at a pace, you know, at a speed And with you know a little tongue in cheek, a little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of this Latin, but and have these people down in you know it's you know outskirts of Houston, Texas. How 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 this can be? How how is this working? How is that you know? Yeah. And 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 it was it's a little disconcerting you know because I'm trying to perform. I'm trying to remember the lyrics. I'm trying to remember, but I'm also at the same time trying to say trying to ask how does this happen? How does this work? So that was, that was the, just the, the, the gist of that night. Um, yeah, was, and so, so, so there was a lot of surreal moments in that. And then, so then you fast forward to the end of the night and you get back home, you're starving, heart rates way up or, you know, your mind's going a mile a minute. And with me anyway, I don't know how it is for anybody else. Cause I don't talk to anybody else, but, uh, when you, when my mind is in that uh, in, in in that area, when in that space, when I'm going a mile a minute, and I get home and I'm starving, and I'm but I also have these these tunes running through my head and these things that these um, these maybe you know these potential riffs, these guitar riffs that are kind of you know they're they're, they're kind of being played in the background. I've never heard them or played them before, but there's these 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 ideas. Which another little side note here is uh, so we did a we performed a new song last week. Uh, because you know, we went to rehearsal last week, and I said, look, it's getting ridiculous. We got all these songs, we got all these songs, that you know, the verse chorus here, riff here, this, here. just oh, this whole, think of it as this massive warehouse with all these piles of what should be songs, and they're not. They're just big, lo- looks like mountains of dust to everybody else, but to us, they're actual songs we've actually done things with, and then somebody, not mentioning any names, uh, go, no, 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 screw that. No, it's crap. Let's go here. Look, let, let, let's go to the, there's some lovely filth over here, Dennis. <laughs> and we go, we go, and then we dive into that one. So, so it, it it's just, it's, it, it's so frustrating. So I just said, look, let's, uh, let's just, no matter how good or how bad, just let's quickly put together a song. We want to do a song a week. We want to have something out. Even, I don't care if it's a verse and a chorus. If it's these, one of these million, Ideas. We just want to get something out, so we did. And everybody, to you know, to all their credit, they were okay. And just kind of, and we went through. And we we what three takes of it? Yeah. And everybody put it on. You know, uh, on the third take, uh we hit record on the phones. Mm-hmm. so Everybody brought it home, and then performed it the next night, Friday. And so we did it Saturday as well, and it was still kind of it's kind of kind of messy, kind of kind of thing. But it was but it was fun. It was fun as hell. You really to do because it's. You know, it's a new, it's a new thing for all of us, yeah. obviously, and it's a, uh, it's a little shocking for the people that know us to, to hear something kind of. So that was that was a really invigorating moment. That was a very uh, definitely, uh, you know, just, you know, and then so so when so I get home and I keep mentioning I was starving, so I'm absolutely famished. just but these these new ideas have come from these old ideas, you know, for, or for, from stuff that's been happening, and you want to. I don't want to go, I don't want to go to bed. I, you know, I I want to put, put the guitar on and, you know, twiddle around with it and, tr- you know, try to steer into what I thought was an idea. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's something. So for me personally, I get really hungry and eat at, a, that's just the, the, the worst time of night because you're going to bed. <laughs> you should be going, but the, the, the eating awful house can, can, uh, Settle you down a little bit, and unfortunately, that's the the time that you should be. You know, you know. I, I guess if you've got like the 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 um, the wonderful self control, like a David Lee Roth or something, you know, you you could probably have a couple of bananas or or a you know a salad or something at four in the morning. And go to bed. Not me. I gotta go to Cabo and get a big burrito and yes. you know ton of hot sauce and all we the-
0: did two nights in a row.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Chad.
0: Uh, <laughs> Ex- excellent stuff, by the way. They're open to four a.m. Yes, on, on Washington weekends, yeah. Avenue.
1: In downtown Houston. Yeah. Midtown Houston. Good stuff. Uh yeah. So yeah, so so there is this massive wasteland of time at the end of a show for for, for most of us. Like I say, two and a half of the band members are kinda up ish, you know, at the end. And then there's the one and a half that can fall asleep at a four way <laughs> four way stop sign, you know, by by the time it takes you to stop the car and start it again. It can be napping. It seems I'd to be a cold. thing
0: with drummers. I don't know what it is. We've had two <laughs> drummers in this band who, who can fall asleep, you know, like a magic trick. It's like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gone. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But anyway,
1: yeah, that's, that's why we don't have slow songs. Cause yeah. if, it, if to be okay. So, um, so yeah. So, so winding down for me is, is, is the same as, you know, saying nice things. It's just, it's very, it's very difficult to find that spot, and then it's very difficult to to, to put it into play. So at the end of the show, and, and I, I mentioned before on on past casts, that's what we call it in the business, kids, casts. Yes. Um, I mentioned before that I've always been a night owl, always been, always. Uh, I mean, and even when I do go to bed at four, or five, six o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I'll still be up. Yeah. In the morning. I mean, just, but I, you know, much prefer to be like I was when I was a teenager. Go to bed at four in the morning, mm-hmm. get up at four in the afternoon. Just, yeah. you know, but now it's it's a, uh, um, and because I like to run, my sleep time doesn't. Uh, I I don't need seven or eight hours. I can go. I can do four. I can do you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, for reference, I went to the doctor a few weeks ago uh, for some. Pulmonary thing, and she, the nurse practitioner, couldn't believe how slow my heart rate is, and uh, and that's because because I, I run. Cause and you, and you would think too that that would be a that would be a, a great sleep, you know, aid. It, it is not.
0: It's, yeah. not I mean, it's, it's it's up
1: here. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. that's it's, the it, problem. It's all in the head. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, the one thing
0: that, that a trait that Patrick and I share. That we've we've talked about so many times that we don't understand people who can just turn their minds off and just just go out. I wish I could do that. I really do. Because it would be very useful. <laughs> it would save a lot of time yeah. if I could just fall asleep when I want to fall asleep. I can't. There are some. There have been strange times when it actually has, been, it has happened. Like frequently on the road, um, not always. There's been many times that I wish I I should have been sleeping when I couldn't sleep on the road. And that's the worst. When you have to get up at six in the morning and you get back on the road and you haven't been able to sleep a wink. But frequently, um, when we're on the road, I think it's something about the... We're all kind of locked in together on the same, you know, we're all going the same place and doing the same things. And, and we know that, you know, at a certain time we're going to be in a hotel room with a bed and so our brain's looking forward to that. And there's really nothing, not a whole lot to do in the hotel room besides go to sleep. So frequently I, I'm able to well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm frequently, I'm, I'm actually, as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm, it's not long before I'm gone. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. But I, I do tend to sleep better when I'm on the road sometimes. Um, I, whenever I'm able to get to sleep really quickly, it's usually when I don't, when I shouldn't be sleeping,
1: <laughs> like in the middle of the afternoon or something. Like, Damn it. Well, I know that you, you said that uh, Chris Buckley, when he sits in with us too, he says the same thing. He sleeps better now when he's out of town because yeah. the family, you know, Chris has got two wonderful kids well, yeah, well, and wonderful yeah, yeah. wife, you know, Gosh. so they've got they've got, he, he, so he comes here and he just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll play that weekend. Absolutely. I will <laughs> yeah, gets right. himself an Airbnb or he gets a hotel and yeah. he's out. So, um, and then same with Mike, uh, our drummer too. When he goes, when he gets to the, to the hotel and he's out cause his responsibility, he's got a, he's got a daughter and a son and he's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, you know, that, that, uh, you switch that part of your, or your head on, and you can sleep, sleep like a rock. Yeah, so. it's
0: like a, a vacation.
1: Yeah, yeah. mine's my, my hotel experience is a lot more, it's a lot, uh, I, I, it's, it's strange in that I can't sleep better in a hotel because I, I do like being home, but I also panic about the next night, especially when you're, you're on the road and you're breaking new ground, you're going to play in places that, you, <clears throat> excuse me, places that you haven't played before. Audiences that you haven't met before, so you're, uh, you you know you want you want to be up and you want to be you know you, you want to be entertaining and you want to you be interesting enough to to you know st- stay for the two three sets whatever you're playing and so th- there's a lot of panic involved there too in just or stress not panic you know but just um mm-hmm. so so hotel uh, sl- staying hotel is 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 definitely. Uh, strenuous I'll say or you know, stressful but um, <clears throat> when we are um, you know we're heading out to Vegas next week and when so that's a 20 20-ish hour drive with you know 21 hour, say 21 22 hours with having to stop but um, uh, that's there's no way I'm sleeping that trip you know it's just I can't you know you're in the car the whole time and then get to Vegas and, that, and that's different because you're you're in a now you're set for for a week you know and you're exactly yeah you know that's different so we're going to be in mandalay bay for a week in the same place that's easy to sleep and there's also red rocks canyon out there if you ever go to las vegas and uh i don't like to gamble i don't like to um they uh they barred me from uh, thunder down under they won't let me dance with them anymore <laughs> so uh so you go to red rocks canyons and there is it's it, it, it's it's um, like one of the bartenders that Ray told us. It's like walking on the moon, and uh, I didn't know what he was talking about till you get out there. And you actually the, the color of the rocks and the sand and the, just the the different landscapes within twenty minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, we, did we post that video when we were in Deirdre uh, going through with that with the uh, I think it was Power Slave or something playing on the on the thing? Uh, I'll have to I'll have to look that up. Um what were we doing? I mean, you know, it might have been the Gopro, yeah, but uh we were in Deirdre, our old van, and we went through there there's a there's a it, it it's a state park red rocks yeah we anyway we, the, there's a road that goes all the way through it takes about twenty minutes to drive, and it's just it's absolutely breathtaking there's mountains there's there's uh valleys there's there's just open you know just just hundreds of thousands of acres of desert. And then there's flowers, and then there's trees. I mean it's just ridiculous how much stuff is in this huge but yet enclosed you know state park mm-hmm. and so I like to go to Red Rocks and go run out there or go hiking or go and just just go get lost. It's just absolutely yeah, magnificent it's gorgeous. so so in that regard there's that's the that's your that's your winding down that's your even though it's before your show that night because you're doing you know you're doing a week at Mandela Bay, so you're, you know, but still that, that, you know, the, the those, those days of going out there is just, that's your, that's your wind down. That's your, yeah. you know. And but Patrick's actually
0: really good about that, that whole, whenever we're traveling, he's always like looking around, like, see where's a good place to go run or you know, you know run up a hill or whatever. And things that I would never think to look for. <laughs> like for example, when we were in, I think it was in Phoenix, um, we went Mountains? up that mountain. I forget what the name of that mountain was. It was, a, it, was, a, it, was a, it was a public park yes. uh, with this this path that that is all goes all the way up to the peak of this mountain. And not a huge mountain, but it is it is quite a quite a trek to get up there. And uh, Patrick and I went, all four band members went up, and uh, Patrick and I were the only ones who made it to the top. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, definitely a solid effort getting up there.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, again if you're if you're. If you're on the road and I understand too the younger bands, I understand being a kid. I I I'm this is a complete beeline here, but if, if you if if I was a kid when I got into music, and I don't know if I thought of that this or not, maybe maybe it was subconscious and I, Maybe I wasn't, but if I was in my late teens or early twenties doing this, I'd be dead. I'd be absolutely dead because I've just I have willpower. It takes me a while to find it. And I have, um, um, and and just the stuff that goes along, the stuff that goes hand in hand with performing, you know, people think of the whores and the Coke and the drink and the stuff like that. That stuff would have absolutely killed me as a late teen or early twenties or, you know, even early thirties, uh, because I know my mother's sitting at the, you know, listening to this on the wireless going, ah, oh, maybe 40s, and 50s, but anyway, so I got into this game really, really late and I was kind of bored with the uh, coke and the whores and all that. Um, <laughs> but just, you know what I mean? It's just, your, your, your whole outlook on life changes pretty rapidly when you, when you get to my age, when you become 95 years old um, in, in a 300 year old body. But you, you you know, so, so I mean, I'm just, I'm really, really, really grateful for, for getting into music period. But I mean, especially getting into it at a later, later age, because I do not care for, nor do I want, you know, like in Vegas. So you're, oh my, I love Vegas. I want to go and hit this. I don't want to, I don't want to gamble. I don't want to see any of the shows. I don't want to see, because I mean, again, back when, when I first went to Vegas, I was a child, very, very young child and lucky enough to go see the Carpenters, you know, I mean, that. You know, and then at that time too, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see Dean Martin, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see all these different shows. And now it's stuff that I've got absolutely no, you know, it, it, as wonderful as the Beatles' Cirque du Soleil was, I'm sure was, or whatever it was, or you know, or somebody playing at House of Blues, and you know, this and that. I just I've no interest, I've no interest in seeing it unless it was, you know, unless it was, you know, again, I can't think of any other Bruce. Bruce Springsteen or something. Yeah. Or something that was just gonna be right, you know, legendary for an old person like me. But so the trappings of of the road as a kid are completely different to now. Mm-hmm. To what you know, so that's why we uh, that, that that's why especially I, I don't look for I don't look for, you know, bars and, and clubs and stuff like that on the road. I mean, I'm looking for escape, you know, for Fresh air and fur. Yeah. You know, for- yeah, which is one of the, one of the, there's, there's two things
0: about you as a band leader that make this band. <laughs> has, a, has a lot to do with, <laughs> I mean, the, the, um, you don't drink. If I can say that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> which I, which, which is, uh, that has a lot to do with it. I think that, um, not that, not that everybody our age who drinks is, I'm sure, hopefully most of us have a grip on what we're doing but when you're in a band and it's it's that really has i think helped us stay stay grounded of course mike doesn't drink either so it's it there is uh that maintains a certain of uh, a certain degree of sanity um usually we've had had people in the band before who have a bit of trouble with with uh various various stimulants and beverages and so forth and they don't last uh in this line of work very long at least they don't they didn't last in this band very long so Th- that 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 helps, and also the fact that that we do, you know, value just getting out of the, out of the out of the house, as it were, and, and actually being physically active and so forth. And, um, but I think we're talking about why why in, in some ways it's better not better, but it's it's easier uh, doing this. Uh, being being gentlemen of a certain age, um, emotional maturity <laughs> was something that at least I know that I didn't have, and most of my bandmates that I was in bands with when I was younger, we didn't have. We tried to. We tried to pretend like we did. But th- one of the reasons why this band has survived as long as it has is because we went, you know, I know that I went through all those, all the things that broke up the bands that I used to be in when I was in my early 20s and late teens and stuff, uh, a lot of those things happened to us too, like really, really early on. But we got through it because, you know, we're (laughs) grownups when you, when you're young and you're, you're a little bit more high strung. It's, it's not as easy to deal with, with a lot of the the bumps in the road that are going to come your way
1: uh, in this line of work. Yeah. And my my mother told me a long time ago, she said the Americans are, she can say that because she's American, but she said uh, the Americans are extremely generous and that is, Absolutely true. Every word of it. However, when you get to Texas, you find out that they're even more. uh, They're just, they're so hospitable and they're so welcoming. And they're so, so you're in a band and you're in a bar and you're in, you're, you know, in their care. The drinks are absolutely in abundance. There's no end. There's just what's, what's theirs is yours. And it's very, very difficult for, band members especially that like to have a drink, it's very difficult to stop. So you're at the at the mercy of the, the you know, your environment and a lot of them just can't handle it. So it's uh yeah, it's very it's <laughs> it's a uh, it, it it definitely it, it takes a it takes a a really, really, really skilled willpower. Yeah. It just takes it just takes immense willpower to be able to to be able to walk that line and and still, you know, enjoy the environment on the on the way. So Yeah.
0: And you, I mean, and also too, I, and I have, I have succumbed to these temptations sometimes on the road. Where if we don't have a show the next day, and I'm not, I know I'm not going to be driving. Like for example, in Ireland, this happened at least once, where I I went out and just got absolutely wasted, and uh, and just and you can't it, when you're traveling, it's like the worst possible thing you could possibly do to yourself. You want you you wake up in a hangover and then you get in a moving vehicle. Oh God! If you know what a hangover is like it is and then you're not not just for a couple hours all day <laughs> it's like the worst idea in the world so i'm, I'm very glad that it, um that that's not a constant temptation for me if if there were other like if Patrick was a drinker if we were ball, if if there was one or two people in this band who liked to to get you know and party occasionally i would i i would get sucked into that occasionally i have been sucked into it so it's actually it's it's a really good environment for me to not be around that stuff because it's never really been my thing. I've never really been a partier. Even when I was younger, I, I didn't really go through a period where I was getting drunk all the time and stuff. I mean, I've I had my share of hangovers, believe me. But um, it's, it's, uh, having said that, it is, you know, it's like, oh, this looks like fun. Let's go do this for a while. It's just better for me not to, and I, I think it's 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 one of the things that does that why uh young bands have so much have so many problems early on and you really you can't survive uh living that way, and most bands that are still together that have been together a long time, guess what they don't drink anymore or they or they're at least very very responsible about it uh it's i don't know i <laughs> i think I think I've beaten this this point to death, but I think you get the idea.
1: That's I a, don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. So but do I have a drink to wind down occasionally? Absolutely I do. He's drinking right now. <laughs> to get back <laughs> I wish I was now. Uh no, I don't yeah. I like a good beer, I like a good whiskey. But yeah, you, you gotta be careful about that stuff. Anyway. John Nania. Uh John says, You've had quite a quite a successful career, achieved many of your goals. Have we? Uh, what's the next goal or conquest for Blackguards? I want to start
1: drinking. <laughs> um, yeah, w- yeah w- we talked in brief about this, and uh, anybody that knows any musicians knows a lot of them, most of them, possibly all of them. have got very short attention spans. So we talked about it, and then we forgot about it. Um, so, yeah, so so the elusive new record, yes, that's one of them. But the other thing is, too, you know, it, we've been... We've been doing the club scene for a long time now and um there's 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 many reasons why we're still doing what we're doing and is one a we love it and two b <laughs> we we have uh we just, just like just the other day we just played in uh we played Pasadena before but we played in a new place in Pasadena before and we met a whole bunch of people that we never met before they'd heard of us we'd heard of Pasadena we played it and we got to, so you, you just as if, if you're not from Houston, you don't know how big Houston is. If you are from Houston, you probably don't know how big Houston is yeah I've been here for twenty five thirty years twenty twenty five twenty eight ish no I'll tell you exactly how long it's been a long time and uh and I've been played every every corner of it and I still am absolutely amazed at the Length, width, girth, just endless, sprawling city limits of this place. Just, uh, and then you can drive all the way up to Conroe, right before you get into the Conroe property, somebody's calling it Houston right before, you know. So it's, it's just it's massive. It's absolute. so it takes, it takes about, from downtown Houston, it, it's uh, 50-ish miles to Galveston. So you want to go yeah. to the beach, 50 miles. And leave at the right time, you know on a monday uh ten fifteen a m you de get down there in forty five minutes, and that's with getting a speeding ticket in Texas City. thanks a lot so uh you can make it down there in no time and be on the beach you know uh fifty minutes five zero so but that that's a straight shot. I mean, that's just as the crow flies. That's 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 how you get. But you know, going down there, you know, you've got Texas City and you've got Pasadena. You've got you know every side of it. You can go right and left, and you can just go forever. And again, a lot of that's under that big Houston umbrella. So I say all that to say this, you know. So we, there, there's still parts of the town that we're discovering, and there's people in, in you know because it's a town of over four million, right? Texas is a wonderful spot for music. Um, it's a wonderful spot for food. It's a wonderful spot for people. It's a great spot for um, for all different cultures. It just it, Houston is. I, I think the people that dog Houston are the people that do not know Houston. I think people that know Houston are are extremely proud, and that pride is growing because the the, the town is just so. It's yes, it's growing, and it's a lot of people coming here, but it's overwhelming in not just size and the, the welcome and but the 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 cross-section of of personalities and uh, ethnicities and all just just everything this this is an amazing place so we're at, we're our heads are spinning when we go find a new place and um so that's why we're still doing this however goals we we got to get some of these new songs we got we send them to uh the late night the late night shows yeah uh, we have to um we have to the, the so the, so these are the goals you know is one to get on on the late you know the, these late night talk shows and two is to get a sponsor so we can get a get a get a leg up on on advertising and getting the word out we're in a spot right now which we've talked here at, on this show we've also talked with many of our our um our colleagues in in other bands and uh Houston. The wonderful thing about Houston is all the aforementioned, you know, fa- facts of Houston. But one of the downsides is we're in a town with some incredible bands, some amazing bands, and there's a lot of music here. There's a there's a, a fantastic scene. However, it's very very difficult to to make your, you know, to to make your to to make your own little space. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to shoot for some sponsorship to help us get, you know, just get a little bit of, you know,
0: yeah. Out. A little more foothold out there.
1: Yes. Yeah. A little bit further afield. Yeah. So that's, the that's the goal. The other thing is too, is we want to, we, we we're just dying to go to Ireland in uh, October, but you know, hopefully next year expand into, into Europe, just go a little further, you know, just uh, yeah. maybe on the same tour and just, you know, yeah. just, just take off from there or, you know just try to shoot for some summer festivals or some yeah festivals in in europe and something like that. because we we just we have to get but we have to get this record finished first and we have to yeah. so that's the, that's that's right now on the top of our list and uh and then one of my personal goals is we a number of years back we stopped i, I say we stopped we've just made a concerted effort to to bypass the corporate coffee stops on mm-hmm. the on the road, and now what we're doing, and this has been the most rewarding. This has been the most fun. This has been the most exciting. The most um, uh, at, at at times challenging uh, parts of the trip for us is trying to find the local coffee shop in the town where you're going, and it's very 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 amazing when you find the, you know, because you, you, again, you're you're doing this stuff at 90 miles an hour on a freeway, so you have to find. Don't find the one that's uh, the exit that's just gone. You know, this uh, this van goes in one direction, and we're not going back. You know, if there's petrol in the last thing, and there's not, you know, and you're out, well, I guess we're we're pushing it. You know, we're staying the course. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, we'll, so we try to find the local coffee shops, and that has been just the absolute. What we need to do is we need to keep and. Uh, um, this just wonderful idea. This well we need to keep track of these things because we need to put these on our all the coffee shops we, we need to, to, to put these one yes. Yeah. Because we need to this is the there's there's a there's a great app uh ways, you know, just get gets you through the towns and whatnot. But there needs to be one for the coffee shops and I'll tell you why. When you bypass the corporate coffee shops and you go to the locally owned, you know, you're gonna go in there and you're gonna meet the people that have nine out of ten times been to the club that you're playing or they're going to the show or they might go to the show after you've been there and if you tip them well and blah blah, blah tell them that. So, that's been, but the other thing is too, we have had and found the best espresso on the run so we need to share that with our, with our, you know, our other friends that are on the road too. We need to have that Absolutely. stuff up on a, up on a, uh, Chad's, Chad's Chad's burning a website together, I right? need <laughs> but, uh <laughs> You know, we have we've uh we have we've just we've met some incredible people, some uh um uh, some, some great coffee shop owners with just wonderful stories and um we played uh we played a show in uh out in the um just out outside Austin and uh he's gonna shoot me because I can't think of the name of it. The Where? theater, the one theater. Oh, yeah. Um we just closed it down. We were the last show in there. Yeah, Jim Halfpenny. Yeah. Oh, Marble, Marble, it was in Marble Falls. It was in Marble, Marble Falls, yes. I can't remember the name of the theater. Uh, um, we stumbled into that town, and not only did we meet uh, a chocolatier from Houston, but we also, that's right, that's right. Uh, you know, heard his story and how he, you know, he started and whatnot. But then we got to know, we got to know all about him and, and his, and he has a beautiful shop yeah. in Marble Falls. Just the best um, toffee you've ever, you've ever had. Ever and the espresso there would just just knock your boots off absolutely brilliant so 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 once you bypass that stuff and once you go for the go for the I mean, and i guess this this should really be in every. In every, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into a hippie, but it, it should be in everybody's playbook, man. you got to go and you got to find the local people. Um, yeah. Cactus Records here in Houston comes to mind. Yes. When you think of the people that put their, I mean, you, these people put everything they have into this shop. If you collect vinyl, if you just like like me and you just want CDs, you want good records, go to Cactus yeah. on Shepherd in, in Houston and just... yeah. Quinn and the gang attacked Cactus, I cannot, and they'll have people like Steve Earle do an in-store performance. Have I ever met some of my friends, Steve Earle? Yeah. Check, you know, check him out, kids. He's going to, he's going to be big one of these days. But um, they just, the, the amazing, the amazing thing to me is these people, they could have easily folded. They could have just walked away when blockbuster and sound waves and all that clothes they could have just left with them he did not they stayed Mm -hmm. there and they're still on pocket they're on what time is it it's 11 o'clock at night on a monday they're they're in (laughs) cactus right now yeah on you know ripping open boxes and stacking shelves and putting t-shirts that is a but that's who that's who you find when you don't you know you don't just stop at the at the roadside thing you know you go and you hit the, the 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 local guy and you find the you find the Steve Candelaris here in Houston selling the the vintage shirts, and uh, uh, Steve, that shirt that you're that button that pearl snap cowboy shirt, you can't sell it for you know twenty five thirty dollars. You know uh, the corporate Cavenders down the street are selling it for fifty. You can make more. No, no, no. I wanted to, you know. Uh, you know I, I you know what I mean you meet those people that are 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 in it for the love of the the yeah. the you know the the, the the for for their passion they found there but they also they're not trying to they're not trying to pay the rent off your back they're trying yeah. to you know they're trying to tick over and they're trying to and they just providing an amazing yeah. service so so the so then veering back to the goal side of it um yeah these these are things that are definitely on the forefront of our of our, you know, of our sites, but we're, 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 um, I mean, just like every other band, we're, we're, we're all in-house. We don't have, you know, we have just, I think about this the other day too, we've got just the most incredible people that help, that help us, that uh, come out and sell for us, you know, and, and j- just do behind the scenes stuff for us at, you know, without asking, you know, mm-hmm. we just, just this stuff that just gets done. just, the, just, it it really is. It's really sobering to hear, to think of all the people that, that just, that just pitch in that just, you know, cause I mean, obviously we, we would have folded years ago if it wasn't for them, but, mm-hmm. um, but so, so we're essentially an in-house all hands on deck DIY, you know, outfit, but we're struggling with pushing, pushing out, out, you know, past, you know, our city limits because, It's just, there's just, it's never ending. It's just never ending. Once you get the once you get the song done, man, that's 1%. Cause you know, you got to get, you know, the logistics of getting there and getting, you know, getting moving, getting the next, getting the next string of shows. And we're lucky now it's, it's uh, May and we're booked through the end of the year. That's, that's, I think that's the earliest. I think it might be a record. But with that said, we are, we're, we're still the, so the song, you know, and then push out, you know, a little bit further and then, you know, you get to the show and then you get to the, to the, to the gear and hopefully it's not breaking down and you you know, lights are breaking, your speakers are blowing up. You're the, you know, then you get past that. And then you got to get to the next town. you got to get further and, further and further, but it's just these, these little baby steps that make up this, this journey mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't miss it. I mean, you can bypass the step and then you turn out, you forget your guitar or you forget your, you know, you, you know, just, just, the, just the life happens. And then the next thing, you know, so, yeah, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of lovely little excuses all packaged up in a lovely little parcel with a little bow on it. <laughs> but this it, it 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 takes so much time and it takes so much work for you know for a you know small athlete. I just couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine doing this with a six, seven, eight piece band. You know we, you know, I mean, I just couldn't imagine. Yeah, I don't know how to uh, do it because we have the we have the worst time getting four people in a room. Yeah, you look at the uh, Houston band.
0: Uh, called the Suffers. I don't know how many people they have in that band. Like, like ten, probably something. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. It's at least ten, I think, because they've got horns and stuff. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but they seem to be doing really well. They've been at it for a while now. Yeah. Um, but that's that's uh, impressive to me. I, um, but uh, I think I think when you get to that level, you kind of have to have. I mean, with, with that many members, you kind of have to have a management team behind you. To, to, oh yeah. I I can't imagine.
1: Well, they do. They, they, yeah, they, they,
0: have, yeah they, uh, they do. Yeah,
1: but uh, they've also got a good singer. So, oh yeah, 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 they do. Um, so, so yeah, John, uh, why don't you pipe down and stop asking such a, <laughs> such intricate questions? <laughs> uh, why don't you ask about? Uh, do we like uh, do we like meatballs or spaghetti or anyway? Well <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Like, laughs> <like, laughs> Sandra <so much> did. <laughs> there is a question about food.
1: What? what what'd she say?
0: She asked us what her favorite foods are. No. <laughs> Pretty, pretty simple yes question. well
1: um, i'm going to go out on a limb here and say we all like Mexican,
0: yeah, which is uh, you have to if you live in Houston
1: yes, well, you have to like good mexican have, well if it, you live in if you live in yes, because you know, we've been to we've been to these little towns in uh you know in Pennsylvania they go, oh there's a Mexican family we don't want to talk to them we don't want to, no no, no, you have to go there no their jalapenos are made of butter we don't we yeah. don't you know we, you know I like to cry when i eat, when I eat yeah and, and Mike, Mike has a has a a
0: blanket rule: Don't eat any Mexican food north of I ten.
1: Is it right? Isn't that what he said? That's what he said. But I think it's, it's not. Like, I think you'll find it was the singer, guitar player named uh, Lyle Lovett that said that. Originally. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that's. You've been in a, a band with Mike for how long? <laughs> Mike is the king of quotes that you go, man, that's genius. And then you find out, you know, <laughs> you find out said. a year later, oh, that was Gandhi. Oh. Ask not what your country can wow. do. But Mike, you're profound. Yeah, that was Lyle Lovett. Okay, Check I don't it out. know anything about Lyle. Lyle, yeah. Well, Mike, Mike also knows. Uh, Mike can also tell you the menu of any restaurant that 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 you go to in Houston. He'll tell you the menu and he'll tell you the price and he'll tell you that he. Michael. Yeah, he's, Mike. And, Mike. What was they call it? Sherpa. They used to call him the Sherpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, back in the day, because he's just and and, and and you go into any store with him. This is no joke. Go into any shop with him and say, "I, I need to find, uh, I need to find cucumber, you know, pickled cucumbers in, you know, in in simple syrup." And he'll take you to the aisle. He'll never have been to that store before, but he will take you to that aisle. And he will walk you to that product, and he will tell you how much you're going to pay for it before you put it in your hand. That guy is a wizard. But he will also quote every comedian and pass it off as his and own until you until you see the thing. So he is, yeah. he is the king of deadpan. So, so
0: yeah, yeah. He, so he, I'll give you that.
1: But also, that's he, a,
0: that was a slow burner. That one it took me ten years to clue into that
1: one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm counting because I I t- it took me a while to. I think it. you just finally took mercy on me. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, yeah, but he um, uh, so Mike's favorite food is this. Uh, it's authentic. Uh, a Scottish restaurant here in town called McDonald's. <laughs> no, uh, we're all, we're all definitely, we're, that's usually the, that's usually the, the, the middle of the road is Mexican. And if you can't find Mexican, uh, or we're not in town, I like, I, I like very, very spicy food. I love Indian food. I love, um, I love Italian food. No offense, John. Nania. I love, uh, yeah, Chinese. I, I that's I am I'm, I'm getting out of my depth here. I, I'm I'm I like food. I like a lot of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My favorite favorite food in the whole world has always been and will will so remain my, my mother's spaghetti sauce. Um that's all I'm gonna say about that. Really?
1: <laughs> it's the best food in the whole world. Oh. Well your fingers are crossed, so I'm gonna take it and <laughs> take that one. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I, I and I will say I will say that. Uh, speaking of food, of chocolate is c- close to a vegetable, right? Pretty much as a vegetable, It's like, yeah. a vegetable. So, but uh, and as much as I, I, I've, I've been a chocoholic my whole life, I haven't had chocolate in quite a while. I'll say that. But oh, this is true. You see, you mentioned your mother's. I'm going to say right now, my mother's lemon meringue pie mm. and her chocolate pie mm. are untouched on this on this, on this earth. So. Uh, I know she's listening, and I know that I'll make an exception for, for that when I go home. So, <laughs>
0: October. Yeah, got to,
1: yeah. Matt, nah, lemon Rang pie, chocolate pie. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, there is
0: one more question, also from John Nania. You ready for this? No. Uh, gear question Which fan oh. produces the greatest volume of follicular flappage? I think he's is he making fun of the singer? (laughs) See you next week, folks. Yeah. But certainly didn't reply to me.
1: Well, that's how you lost yours. Tell the truth. You put put that Delco fan on high one time. It's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a link to the (laughs) to the fan brand. Yeah.
0: I think John has actually asked this question twice and I ignored it the first time, so he asked it again. (laughs) So uh I don't know. It doesn't sound. It doesn't seem like we're actually answering the question. So,
1: well, I, I can take a picture of it and send it to him because it's uh It's an absolute. It's an absolute we, must. Y'all all have the same. I'm the only. I'm the only member of the
0: band who does not have a fan. Um, I think everybody else has two fans apiece now. Right. Yeah. So well, Wes yeah. has two. You have got two. I think Mike. Well, Mike, Mike has one. Yeah. He used to have two.
1: Yeah. Well. It's also, all the same
0: brand, too, right? All, yeah,
1: you're all using the same brand.
0: Yeah, there's another sponsorship we should go after.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. the the fan is the fan is uh it, It's a great topic of conversation. I can't believe we're talking about it, <laughs> but it, it is. It is it's, it, it's already gone further than I thought it would. Yeah, but it, it is. It, it it's a it's and I never. This is the this is the honest truth, and I, I it's it's rare that I'm truthful, but the the honest truth is. I sweat underwater. There's just I can it middle middle of winter just it just it doesn't matter I'm sweating. It's just that that's it. that's how it is. And uh so early on I put a fan out. Then I put another fan out because they were all crap. Back in the day it was it was the big the big uh, fan that looked like a wagon wheel and it was and it produced about as much air as you know somebody knocking a flea off a desk. It was just but it was huge and it was noisy and it was th- but I had to have the moving air because I'm just that my shirt stuck to me. My hair stuck to me, you know, like, like it is just it. And it's miserable because we're in we live in a swamp. I hear I am boasting about Houston, but it's an armpit. You know, as far as it's just it's a greasy, dirty armpit because I mean, it, it's it's 100 degrees. outside. there's nothing you can and the sun shining and there's 100 percent humidity. You can see the air. I've gone out. With the car parked under the oak tree and the oak tree is crying there is <laughs> there's glue on the car. It's the oak tree sweating. It's just amazing what this heat is, and again, I like the heat. I like the cold, I'm easy to please. however, the humidity is just astounding as as a lie no no <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you said it in earlier in an earlier episode, you said Houston is uh, is uh I forget what language you said it. Houston means humidity. I forget which language oh, you said. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. You said it's French for, for humidity, I
1: think you said <laughs> Okay. I'll take your word for it, but I stand by that. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, it's know.
0: totally true.
1: Yeah. So let's say let's say we do 200, 200 shows a year. Um, I'm gonna say sixty percent would be outdoors. Would that be fair? Seventy? Used to be. Not since we lost Fidel. Trying to think, what do we still play outside now? Moes, all the moes. all the moes, That's true. Um, okay. Uh, Good point. You know, and then sh- I mean, show. Okay, 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 okay. Maybe, maybe not that many now. Well, you know, um, but, but it's a fair amount. I mean, just, just even getting the gear in and getting the gear out, you spend an hour, right, outside. You oh, know, yeah, in and out, easy an hour, easily, yeah. And then you do the show, and you see, and I said earlier, I like to run. I also like to run the day of the show, which means you run, you shower, you go to the show. And as soon as your head touches that, as soon as you walk into that air, you start sweating again. So the t-shirt I load in wearing is drenched. Then I change. Then we go to perform. Then that shirt is drenched after the first song and it doesn't get in. And then... You know, and then four hours later, when you finish the gig, the two or three other shirts that I change into—they're all drenched—and then this shirt that you load out in, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's a lot of shirt. That's a lot of sweat, and that's a lot of time you're spending in ice cold AC and then hot sticky, right? So I say all that because we've run into the people before. We've run into this many times. And go, oh, I know you kind of found on stage. No, oh, you kind of. Yeah, well, maybe if you're standing around playing jazz. You know, you know that yeah, you can get away. But we're moving the whole time. You're loading your own gear. You're doing, you know, you're. you're, It's a lot of, you know. So I wanted it on there. I want moving air. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, just to, yeah, just to to breathe.
0: Yeah.
1: So. So yeah, it's real easy to it's real easy to stand up there and do your own. You know, like be, be, be a. It's very easy to 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 do a to do a nice you know hour long set in an air conditioned room where you didn't set up your own gear and drag it in and drag it out and pack it up and sound check and blah, blah. It's easy to say, you know, but yeah, we need to. Oh yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I, I don't, I don't use a fan on stage because I'm surrounded by three guys who have two fans apiece. I don't need it. And also I I, I get it. There's, there was one show we played at Union Tavern last year where you had your two fans, you know, flanking you on either side of your monitor and some guy comes up and he's, he's, you know, trying to be silly, but he said, Hey, how come the bass player didn't have a fan? And he kept, he kept turning one of your fans towards me and I was getting pissed off. He's like, no, I don't want that thing on me. You know, it's annoying. Um, but it is, it, having the circulation on stage is essential, especially when you're playing outside. I remember when, when Fado first Fado being the, the pub in Austin, we used to play out, we played out almost every month for 14 years uh, closed last year. Um, when they first, uh, they originally there was only one stage. At the, uh, I don't know, I can't remember when it was, but eventually they remodeled the entire parking lot behind the uh, pub into this huge beer garden and a stage that was all the way at the back of the uh, the beer garden, you know, flanking the alley alleyway where we load in. And uh, when they first built that, there was no air <laughs> moving back there at all. So in the summer, it was just deathly painful um because we didn't have i think patrick had one fan and the rest of us didn't have anything Yeah, sometimes i don't think you've even had your fan back for some of those shows yeah you had that huge because it was breaking down a lot yeah that, but it was, it, it, it,
1: it, it's 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 a big box fan right so you know but again back then this is the days before the wheel kids we're we're dealing with those old you know that that was the most powerful fan you could get unless you got one of the the warehouse fans that are the size of a, <laughs> a propeller in an airplane, you know, you do yeah. so we, and I just, like I said, I had to have the moving air. I have to have that. Yeah. But and it's not cooling you. It's not, ta- it's not, it's not, uh, it's not taking the temperature down. Mm-hmm. It's just moving the air. But, but you also say back then, when you play outside in Houston or in Austin, you know, in the summer, the sun has been cooking that cement all day. And then when you get there, it's not any cooler. Yeah, the sun is going down, but that is still, you know, that's still one hundred, you know, one hundred and twenty degrees. You can't, you can't walk barefoot on that, you know, on that cement or the tar, you know, you know, whatever that the stone back there. You couldn't do it. It's been cooking all day. Yeah, think of it, you know, since you know, since nine a.m., you know, till you know, yeah, till till we, till we got there, and then it's just and so you're you you're know, um, and I remember some of the shows where your eyes are just. Bloodshot because you're the heat uh-huh. is, is is so intense, and we've also played out there in twenty degrees too. Yes, I, which I was just thinking about that. We now one of the times they moved us inside, but we kept the doors open because <laughs> somebody was too hot. Uh, <laughs> so I had sweat on my front and ice on my back, and I went home. I remember it was in December. And, uh, oh, yeah, you were sick as a, I was <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I got pneumonia. I mean, was a, yeah. yeah, in it, bed for a week. One of the things that's funny about
0: those shows, too, is that <laughs> that, that narrow stage that we were playing in inside Fidel, uh, which was an extension of the other stage that's outside the main stage that we liked to play on because it had good acoustics and it was open air, much better circulation. Um, but when we were playing on that inside stage, when it was just too cold outside or too rainy or whatever. It, <laughs> We would be Patrick would be standing basically right by the door. We'd have the doors wide open, and uh, whether it was freezing outside or not. So, but, but if Pat, Patrick backed up one foot, his guitar would be in tune, he'd back up a foot. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear it just falling out of tune, like yeah. like a like a diving airplane. Like.
1: Yeah, once once the hot air hit the cold strings, it would just melt it. It was <laughs> and and it was and there was nothing you could
0: do. It's no. like once you have made that, you're like oh oh well, do yeah. it. You know, so we'd have to limp through the song until he was, he was able to. Sometimes you just stop playing in tune in the middle yeah. of the song because you didn't have any choice. That's that hilarious. Um, yeah, one of the things I was thinking about when you're talking about Houston humidity, uh, and if if you have if you don't live in a city like Houston, you you probably never experience this. Oh, I guess it could happen in some. I mean, New York. When I used to live in New York, New York got pretty brutal um, in the summers as well. But there's this funny thing that happens in Houston if you if you've spent hours inside a really just just viciously air conditioned uh, like office building or, or a store or something like that and then you you've been in there so long you've forgotten you know how cold it is and then right after you go out the the sliding door is outside again when it's like you know 100 degrees outside and this this uh, it's it's always like the humidity just comes you oh hello and it, it grabs you and for a split second it's like Ooh. This kind of feels nice going from this freezing air into this kind of warmth, and then two seconds later you're miserable again this <laughs> this really fleeting, yeah, uh, like oh, that's nice and uh. yeah <laughs> it's 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 a very unique experience I think I've, i think of've only really experienced that here
1: it's a big fat sweaty hug Houston hug, yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> okay, we as Patrick mentioned earlier, we're heading to Vegas really soon and we are, we've put the plans in motion. We're going to have the interface with four inputs on it. So we will have some shows coming up here very soon with all four of us in the same room. Um, so hopefully there'll be some, a, lot of, a lot of that stuff going on while we're there yeah. and on the way there and on the way home and all that, all that kind of stuff.
1: We'll, we'll do some Facebook Live stuff too from the van.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: we're also going to get some guests, uh, talk to uh, some people today. We're going to get some guest speakers in here and guest, uh, guests on the show as well, so.
0: Oh, probably well
1: your neighbor uh, i i yeah I've talked to him I've talked to Kent, I've talked to uh
0: good good yeah good. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, I, yeah Jose Jose Figueroa as well um oh really yeah, oh sweet yeah doing some great Houston stuff so. yeah yeah so yeah, we to Dan- have what's he said what's this thing called dance in Houston or dance dance to live music, dance to live music yes. that's right, yeah, okay, cool yeah so we' we're, we're gonna get some you know just a lot of Houston jams and a lot of uh just uh just a lot of great great uh local local band stuff and gaffs and whatnot so we can just so you can verify the stuff that we're talking about otherwise you're walking around you know there i don't know about that <laughs> i wouldn't trust us either folks <laughs> all right well thanks for sticking with us this was a long one uh thanks for your questions
0: as always and uh we'll see you again real soon yeah don't go changing